0: Hi, I'm Kat, marketer-turned brand storyteller. And I'm Candice, educator-turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice Clever. We're two introverts who speak on stages around the country and work with top personal brands who also unapologetically require twenty-four to forty-eight hours of recovery time on the couch in our favorite sweats. All Netflix and no chill.
1: And to be clear, we're not quiet or nice. Together, we're redefining what it means to be an introvert who means business. It's time to show up and show off. Are you in? In today's episode of Not Nice Clever, we are talking about how to get featured, aka how to get more visible, get more eyes on you and your content. Be on stages, be in magazines, be on the news, whatever it is that you want to do, all the things. And the reason we're talking about this is we are just coming off of Inman. Kat and I both attended Inman Connect in New York City, which is one of the largest real estate conferences in the country. It takes place twice a year currently. And When I got back, I came home to a lot of messages saying, oh my gosh, Candice, I'm seeing you everywhere. You're on stages, you're at events, you're speaking, like how are you getting booked? And I want to kind of pull back the curtain and tell you that just because you see me getting booked and I'm busy right now doesn't mean it was always this way. Mm -hmm. And Cap, right before we got on this episode, reminded me that, I mean, I knew this, but I want to tell you this that these things have been in the works for months and in some cases years. Mm -hmm. And I think not enough people talk about that, that there is like a runway Mm -hmm. to getting as booked and busy as we are right now in this stage. And it is not even exactly where we want to be. Like we want to be featured even more places, Mm -hmm. but... We're going to break down the things that we have learned thus far, as far as how you get your face and voice out there and how you get people to come
0: to you like a magnet rather than trying to chase down opportunities. Mm -hmm. Because as we have said before multiple times, Desperate does not sell on Tinder, Instagram, business, life, period. So we're leaving Desperate at the door and we're getting strategic with y'all today.
1: So... And full transparency, I made a carousel post about this. It's on my Instagram, Mm -hmm. and we are using that as a reference point for our conversation today. So there's 10 tips in the carousel, and we're going to give you all 10 of them right here with a little bit of
0: commentary. Mm -hmm. Always with the commentary. That is included. Never sold separately with our Clever Crew. Okay, so (laughs) tip number one, create, or you guys know I love to say capture or document content that tells a story of who you are, what you do, and who you do it with. Now this seems very basic, but it is so foundational because we see so many folks hide behind jargon or templates or heavy graphics in their emails, in their socials. And if you want to build relationships, because relationships is how you generate sales and opportunities to serve other people, you need to lead with who you are and to be real about it and to be authentic. And okay, the first tangent coming up hot for you guys right here, to your earlier point, Candice, when you were talking about how a lot of these opportunities that seem to snowball and be happening all at once from an outsider's perspective really took months, if not years. I'm currently in talks to speak at a conference in a few months from now. And the genesis of that conversation of that person reaching out to me happened when I was on Dustin Brohm's Massive Agent podcast, in an episode that launched October 2022. Right? So- a year and a half ago at the time of us recording this. And the one thing that stood out most to this founder of this organization that wants to bring me in to speak said that I really liked how you didn't agree with everything that has been said in in the real estate marketing space. You seem to know your shit, you called people out. In that episode, Dustin had asked me the question. They're like, Gary Vee says you have to be in all the places and all the platforms producing 15 to 20 pieces of content Mm -hmm. a day, And I was like, no, not for most people starting out. And I got a lot of hate in the comments, especially from broke agent media. That was fun. (laughs) But I was being real. Right. I was putting myself out there and living or dying by the sword of my opinion. Right. Yeah. You can't
1: be afraid to take a stance. You have to be who you are and you have to share what you know from your experience. Mm -hmm. And as we both know, when we push our clients to be too many places, it often leads to overwhelm and which often leads to inaction Mm -hmm. and we don't like that style of coaching and showing up. So we often both encourage our clients to start with maybe one or two platforms, get really good and confident there and layer things in as they grow their team or as they get more confident with their content creation. Mm -hmm. I think another thing that's really important about number one is that you want to create the picture, paint the picture of what you actually do Mm -hmm. with your content because sometimes people just make assumptions that other people understand what a copywriter does or other people understand what the role of a designer actually is. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that if you're not showing people what that means and walking them through the process and sharing what your thinking is and why it matters, then it's really hard for people to grasp the concept of what you do. So you want to take people along for that journey so they understand what you do. Like you said earlier with avoiding jargon and things that are unfamiliar, especially if they're not in the same industry as you. Agreed. All right. Number two. Use your voice and show your face regularly in your feed and in your stories. There's not going to be opportunity if you are not showing your face and letting people hear your perspective. Mm-hmm. We want to always make sure that people have the opportunity to trust you. And the way that people build trust is by seeing one another and hearing one another.
0: Yes, it is simple biology. And you might have heard like us say this before. I've certainly said you were not born in a blazer. You were not born in uh, whatever Mm-mm. wardrobe or style it is that you do business in. You were a human first and humans, if you want to build a relationship, we're biologically hardwired to want to connect with other humans. When I smile, Candace smiles and vice versa. It's just infectious. It's undeniable. And when you want to get to that point of being so in demand, people are just like, they can't get enough of you. That comes from an emotional connection, from building relationships. It doesn't come from hiding. And Candice, should we talk to people about like maybe addressing the fear of being seen in general? Like, just ripping that Band-Aid off for a second here. I mean, that's a
1: thing, but I always go back to online dating. Y'all know that Dom and I met on Bumble. Oh, yes. And the first time that we ever spoke, uh-huh. he texted me, can I FaceTime you? And I said, yes. And we FaceTimed. Why did he want to FaceTime me? Probably because he was like, is this a catfish? Right. Is this not real? Mm-hmm. And so we FaceTimed like right in the moment, right when he asked. and. I think that helped him to be able to say, okay, like let's take the next step because I am who I said I was Mm -hmm. and that obviously accelerates trust. Absolutely. You can't hide and expect there to be trust.
0: Yeah. It all starts with trust, y'all. This might turn into like a relationship therapy session on top of a media therapy session. There's a lot of dating analogies here when it comes to brand building. We love our dating analogies, y'all. If you don't know by now, you know. No, not sorry. Okay. <laughs> Number three, oh, this is so important. Document the process so people can see what it's like to work with you. Y'all, I'm going to use a car analogy. We're going to stray temporarily from dating. We'll probably come back to dating soon enough. When you buy a new car, do you just like walk onto the lot and like point to one and say, yep, I'll take that one and I'll drop $35,000 on a depreciating asset just because it's shiny and I like the color? No. You do probably extensive research if you're like Will at all. I'm not. I just make him do all the research. And you test drive the car. You get into the car. Mm -hmm. You see how it feels, how it rides, the suspension, turning, all of that, right? What it looks like to look up through the sunroof, the moonroof, all of that. And so people, when they're considering working with you, it's the same thing. They want to peek behind the curtain. They want to know what's the step-by-step. And I think. What might come up for some people here is that they're afraid if they give away all this information, nobody's going to hire them anyway. But oh my mm-hmm. goodness, if you come at it from an abundance mindset, be like, yo, I'll give you the playbook. When you don't know how to right. figure it out without me there to guide you along, like, cool, here's my, here are my rates. Here's you know how to book to me. me. Exactly. Yeah. So don't be afraid to showcase that. And also don't be afraid to, when you are documenting this process, to gut check it with somebody outside of your industry and be like, hey, Candace, I'm putting together, you know, a post or an email that outlines my professional process. I'd love your feedback to see if it makes sense to you because I want to make sure mm-hmm. it's super clear, it's super simple so that it's really easy to understand, right? I feel like people get so lost in their own heads with this type of tip. They
1: do, and I'll give you another example. So I as a brand strategist sometimes book my clients their brand photos, mm-hmm. their photo shoot, and then I will show up to the photo shoot and help direct so that we make sure that we have the right brand assets. Mm-hmm. And the last time I did that, I hired my own videographer. So there was a photographer to shoot my clients. Mm-hmm. And then there was a videographer to shoot me in action directing my clients. So meta. I love it. Yeah. So now I have the footage of me directing clients. So when someone's like, well, what exactly do you do, Candace? I can be like, this is one example of what I do. Mm-hmm. And they could watch me in action directing that, making sure my clients are portraying the right image that I want to portray as far as building their brand. And so lots of times we're not actually capturing the things that we're doing on a daily basis in our business, but using your Instagram stories to document your day. Like if you are a real estate agent and you are taking people to showings, then you can just hop on your story and be like, we're about to go look at three houses today. My clients are looking in this price point and we think that this is the perfect neighborhood for them. Just tell us what that day is like. Mm -hmm. So we understand the feeling of what it, is like to work with you. Did you grab your client's coffee first? Did you guys sit down and talk at a coffee shop before you even went out? Like what happened? So that way I don't feel like I'm going into working with you blind. I understand what that process should feel like.
0: Mm -hmm. The other rebuttal or excuse I think that comes up a lot is that people say like, well, that's not exciting. Like that part's boring. And I'm like, y'all, Yo, do you just like, do you go skydiving every night with your significant other? Like the boring, the mundane, there's beauty in the mundane. <laughs> Give the people the mundane because it's also relatable and it makes people feel like you're within reach that you're approachable. Mm -hmm. It breaks down any sort of digital barrier or hesitation and gives them permission to reach out to you because you're a normal person that orders from Starbucks and has a name that's hard to pronounce and they fuck it up every time when they spell it. (laughs) And then you're like, sound off for everyone who doesn't spell their name, Caitlin, the typical way, right? Yep, totally. I love
1: that. And so you guys are probably thinking, okay, but this is not telling me how to get featured, Candace. Mm. Don't worry, we're getting there. Because if you want to get featured, you have to have some evidence that you actually provide quality service or quality products or
0: whatever it is. What? And right now we're creating the evidence. Yes, we're creating. I'm trying to remember what Real Housewives was that where they're like receipts
1: proof there you go Giselle always likes to say show me the receipts this is us show me the receipts. gathering the receipts we are getting ready for tax season y'all
0: yep literally oh good lord are we ever after my CPA yelled <laughs> at me to spend more last year and to properly categorize it first okay well that's a that's a good it is I a wish. good problem she's like oh, yeah that's a good thing yeah she's like how much did you spend on personal grooming I'm like <laughs> and she's you know anyway shit this is recorded <laughs> sorry IRS if you ever okay. listen okay this all right let's move on
1: You're out there building your personal brand and you also have a team relying on you. But if your people don't know how to fish for themselves, the
0: burden of new business always falls on you. Ouch. No thanks. The opportunity we see? Teach your team how to generate their own business. The result? More time and energy back in your day so you can scale sans burnout. Amplify by not nice. Clever is the ace up your sleeve, a hands-on workshop full of replicable frameworks and actionable strategies that your team can put in place right away. Your job, sit back and let us work our magic. Even CEOs need help. Sometimes we've got you head to our show notes to get the deets hashtag outsourced.
1: Okay. Number four, Create a media kit highlighting your unique perspective so that you can share it with podcast hosts, event organizers, reporters, other people whose audiences you actually want to connect with. And while I don't typically recommend that you just cold email your press kit or your media kit out. What I do recommend is spending time to build out a media kit that demonstrates your expertise and tells people what it is that you are an expert in. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation is kind of pick like three topics, three keynotes, if you will. They don't even have to be keynotes, but three things that you talk about all the time. So one thing I always talk about is how to embrace the cringe and how being more of yourself online puts money in the bank. I talk about that all the time. That is listed on my media kit. And then... It also has my social media links. It also has photos of me. It also has places that I've spoken before so that I look really legit. It's also another form of receipts. Mm -hmm. And you can go on canva.com right now and type in media kit or press kit and see a bunch of templates. You can drag and drop your own branding into it and write your own little blurbs about what it is that you talk about, what you're an expert in. And that will help people to solidify the things that you're great at.
0: Mm-hmm. And like, even just think about it. Like, if somebody's interested in working with you, or you want to make the ask and working with you, be like, "Oh, just allow me to attach my media kit." Like, immediately, you show you're prepared, right? You know your show. you know who has media kits. People who are represented by ten thousand a month public relations agencies. Okay, so yep. take a page out of their playbook. It's free on Canva. Plenty of templates there. And definitely make sure to keep it updated, obviously. But it just gives you that extra. to self. Extra, oh, got yeah, it. I know. Have we done that this quarter? <laughs> Not yet. It just, it just gives you that extra layer of credibility and confidence, right? You're neatly packaged. Yep. You've got your keynotes there. You've got your accolades, easy ways to connect. And if you're doing steps one through three, when they go and search your socials after you send them the media kit, it's all going to be self-reinforcing.
1: It's also really great when someone knows what they can ask of you. So Mm -hmm. I like to put three topics that I always talk about. That way they're not racking their brain with what I should talk about in front of their audience. That way they can just look and be like, ooh, that's what my people need. Candice, can you talk more about that? Mm -hmm. And I can always also customize, which is great, but giving them kind of some points is really helpful.
0: Very true. All right. Tip number five, a lot of the recommendations we have shared so far have to do with online. But plot twist, we also want you to be a human offline, too, because it's going to be super ako if the first time you're interacting with human beings in person is when they hire you on stage to speak for $10,000 and you have no practice. So tip number five, attend regularly scheduled local networking events to make connections at a local micro level within your community. Candace's favorite hack, tried and true, and it is still just as relevant today as it has always been, is to use websites like Eventbrite to see what is going Mm -hmm. on in your area. You could also use Facebook events as well. I've seen those kind of Mm -hmm. be pretty useful too. But remember to interact and engage locally as much as you are digitally, right? Absolutely. So you can go on Eventbrite and type in, you know, women's networking
1: events or anything that you're interested in, real estate events in the area, and find one that happens regularly. You want one that happens every month or every quarter. That way you can continuously show up and build relationships with those same people. And as they continue to see you and as you deepen those relationships, you can easily make an ask and say, hey, next month, do you need someone on the panel? I could talk about XYZ, or they know what you're an expert in and they are more likely to call on you or tap you to be featured or maybe they go live to promote the event every month and maybe they want you to be on and share what you got the, from the event and then you could also share a little bit about yourself and it's an easy way to create the opportunity for the ask or for you know for them to ask or for you to ask
0: mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Number six, ask your
1: peer group if they know anyone that would be a good fit for you to connect with. And you will be so surprised at what comes to this. But I do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I just had a call with Arjun on Monday. I said, hey, Arjun, I want to do more of XYZ. I know you've seen me do it. Who in your network would love me to do that with their group? And he was like, oh, yeah, I got you. Connected me with people right away. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, these people definitely need you. And that was so easy. And then it's a warm connect. It's like a warm handoff. Mm -hmm. If Arjun trusts me, then his friends are more likely to trust me. And it's just a really simple way to expand your network. So don't be afraid to ask your peers support.
0: Yes. And I think this is really important for people who are just starting out in the wanting to become more visible and and get featured in more places, because this is actually, I'm going to reference the book, Exactly What to Say by Phil M. Jones, because he said it can be challenging to ask for business when you're new to asking for business. We don't give a fuck at this point. We're just like, hey, we have value. We have results. Here's the receipts pay us now. No, maybe not like that. Um, maybe not in that order. But it's a great tactic that he shares in his book exactly what to say where it says instead of saying, "Hey Candace, are you are you looking to buy or sell this year?" say, "Hey Candace, who do you know that's looking to buy or sell this year?" It takes the pressure mm-hmm. off of the immediate person that you're talking with, also takes the pressure off of you consequently, and it opens up people's minds and gets them curious about who they could connect you with. And it's such a little tweak but like you said, so helpful because so many of our clients, how many clients do we work with sometimes where they're like, just really struggling. I'm not getting business. I don't know how to generate this and da da da. I'm like, well, when's the last time you just asked? And they're like, right. well, I can't do that. I'm like, says who? You know, like break right. those rules. That's not true. You got to ask. Mm-hmm. All right. Tip number seven. uh. They always want to skip over this one. Y'all, listen the fuck up for this one. This one's so easy. It is. Okay. And I have a great story to go along with this one. So tip number seven, like, comment, and share content that resonates with you. And Then two-parter, slide into the DMs with a thank you and a compliment. What, like 99.9999% of the population doesn't take the time to do that second step, let alone the first? Right. It goes such a long way, y'all such a long way. Content is fun, but it is even more gratifying when a real human on the other end of the line says, thank you. And acknowledges. I mean, just. Yeah. Your DMs are basically just like a
1: text message. It's for real. Like it's intimate. It's a one-on-one conversation with that person. It is. And if you want to build relationships, you
0: got to do it. Mm -hmm. And a most recent example that has taken off and I was not expecting it to take off Actually, you'll be proud of me, Candice. This actually this happened on TikTok recently too. I'm always proud of you. Oh, thank you. Get more people like Candice in your life, guys. Okay, two examples. So there was this reel that I had seen shared to a friend of mine stories on Instagram. Clicked into the reel. It was talking about how this real estate investor basically wants to find ways to support more local real estate investors and not have to pay interest, but pay the sellers, right? Keep the money with the people. And so at one point she's getting interviewed for a podcast. It was a clip. She was like, I'd rather Pay the people. And then she was like, she like tapped her microphone and it was like a mic drop moment, right? So I was like, ooh, I love that girl. And so I commented, I was like, I'd rather pay the people. I was like, mic drop, thank you. Love it. I I made this comment like a month ago. Over 50 people have liked the comment. I've had a few Mm -hmm. people pick up, start following me, and I've had two conversations from people who are like, yeah, I love that you called that out. That was my favorite moment too. And this was a comment that I left on a reel that was shared from an Instagram yeah. story. And it has over 50 likes, yeah. that one comment that I made. And TikTok, same thing. There was, there's this trend apparently, which I now identify as millennial manager on TikTok. In fact, we should, <laughs> okay. we should, do, an, we should do a mini episode on that. But I, uh, there was somebody that was like, oh, you didn't grow up with structure. You were raised by heathens and just got like participation trophies, right? Like calling out all the tropes about millennials. I was like, ooh, it was like interesting. I was like, we've also learned that guilt and shame don't change human behavior. So like that didn't work out anyway. <laughs> and that has like 60 comments on TikTok or 60 likes in my comment likes, on TikTok. Yeah. So you guys never know where it could lead, right? But take that time. Right.
1: And just if you would say thank you in real life, then say thank you online.
0: Oh, I love That's that. That's it. I feel that in my heart.
1: Okay. Number eight. Double down on what you want to be known for. When people know what it is you do, they'll think of you first when the opportunity for that comes up. But so many people are trying to say, you know, I'm a jack of all trades. I do all these things. And that just causes confusion. It creates muddiness for people. They don't know where you're a good fit. Mm -hmm. So double down on the thing that you want to do. And remember that it could be for now. What is the focus for 2024? Mm -hmm. And then maybe you layer in other things later. But focus on the thing you want to be known for right now, in this moment, in this next year, and create content around that.
0: I love it. Oh, and if you feel like you're a broken record, you're doing it right. Great. Yes. You're doing it right. We love it. Yes. Okay. Tip number nine. Mm, this is also so important. This is a great carousel, by the way. Thank you for making this. Oh, thank you. Tip number nine, share your intentions. Be real, y'all. Be open. Be vulnerable. So this was something that Candace had embarked upon last year. I had like really thought about doing it as well. And it's already kind of coming to fruition now a little bit later. But Candace had decided like, I'm going to go on a podcast tour. And she just announced it. And it was like a thing and it became a thing. And then people were like, oh, yeah, I listened to this podcast. You'd be great on that or this and that. Like the recommendations came in. But would those people have reached out to you with those recommendations had you not first raised your hand and made the statement of intention that you're going on a podcast tour? Never would have known, right? Right.
1: I booked more podcasts last year than I have in my entire life, and the only thing different that I did was said you
0: just asked for hey it. Guys, I'm going on a <laughs> podcast tour. Is a podcast
1: tour even a thing? I don't know, but I just it is said now. it, and then it became a thing. And by the way, I think only one of them was in person, and all the other ones are virtual. So you can go on a podcast tour from the comfort of
0: your own home, have Wi-Fi, or hotel, or wherever Will you are. Conquer. I mean, or airport. Knowing you, I just right. You know exactly. <laughs> no, it's great, and. Honestly, when people are like manifesting is not a thing, I was like, ah, have you tried it? It's definitely a thing. Have you put, tried yeah, it? Put it out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number 10, final tip. Very clever crew style. Candice, you want to share this one? This is your carousel. I'll say yeah, it. Let's yeah. Let's have you do it. Make the ask. Never try, never know. And
1: one of my favorite stories about this is Talia McKenney and her Ryan Serhant story. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be part of the Serhant brokerage for a long time. and I can't remember the length of it. I'll slide into her DMs and ask, but it was like she emailed Ryan once a week for a year or two. Over like a year. A long it was ass time. over a year. It was over a year. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes he would not respond and sometimes he would, but she would always be in his inbox over and over again. And not so long ago, she sold a thirty four point five. I hope I got that right, million dollar penthouse in New right. York mm-hmm. after working with Ryan Serhant. So just – never try never know be the squeaky wheel it's okay but also have the receipts create the receipts to back up what you're claiming while you're doing the ask
0: that's why this is tip number 10 y'all that's why it's tip number 10 get the receipts it makes it easy to make the ask
1: makes it easy to make the ask and like that's how that's how all of this is happening yes you want to know there you go.
0: Welcome to your twenty-five minute answer to how does she do it? Okay, well, let's break it down, y'all. Like we don't gatekeep, you know that. Uh, I feel good. Entire just, thinking I know, about it, right? But. Like seriously, <laughs> uh,
1: like what I, and we're just getting started. I know,
0: and I'm just thinking, like, when every time like they do see either of us on stage, and then they're like, oh, and then I'll be like, I'm like, we should say like the genesis of that moment. It was six months ago. It was eighteen months ago. It was two years ago, be- yep. and. But think about it. If we had never started, we would have never gotten to this point. And most people just never start. They give up after a couple of weeks, a couple of months. They
1: start and then they're like, I made three videos and no one liked them. It's like, Bitch, are you kidding? You know how many <laughs> videos we made that flopped? Seriously. Every, like, still.
0: Scroll down. down. Today, it doesn't matter. See yeah, them. Scroll, scroll down to the Instagram filters of 2015. Y'all. Yeah. Scroll down. I mean, down. even this carousel didn't do that
1: well, even though everyone asked for it in my stories, mm-hmm. but... I don't give a shit because someone is
0: reading this and saying, ooh, yeah, I know I need to do that. And there you go. Quality over quantity. And honestly, I don't know if you found this in your analytics, but the the content that has convinced clients to hire me the most the trend that I've noticed is it's not my my quote unquote like highly engaged viral videos because typically those are speaking to more universal human things that I'm going through and just ranting about the highly highly specific this is a very specific carousel that solves a very specific problem for a very specific type of entrepreneur maybe it hit them in the gut and they didn't like some of the recommendations because it's not what they wanted to hear but it's what they needed to hear and that's just what we're here for to give you what you guys need in our not nice clever way.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice, Clever.
0: Remember to follow our podcast wherever you listen to audio. And if you found today's episode valuable, please share it with your friends. No gatekeeping here. Remember, we love to see our Clever crew grow. Signing
1: off, your not so nice, but oh so clever, besties that mean business. See you soon.